Hello, my name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hi everyone, Dominique Drew here. Welcome back to The Art of Attraction. So as of the live recording of this episode, the holidays have just passed. It's December 29th right now, or some of the holidays have passed. And it's really gotten me considering our relationship with shoulds, right? What we think we should be doing, how we think things have to go. That comes up for people a lot, I find, around the holidays, although it certainly comes up for people a lot all year round. You know, people assume if they celebrate Christmas that Christmas has to be a certain way. It has to be spent with family. You have to have dinner together. You have to, you know, do all of these things. Certainly all of them are options for things that you can do. But when you hold them in your awareness as a have to, a number of things happen. First of all, you step out of reality because that's not true. Secondly, you cause yourself to begin to feel rather trapped. Right? You trap yourself in a make-believe cage of, I have to, right? Christmas can be whatever you want it to be, as can every single day of your life. Consider, really, the implications of that. Imagine for just one moment that your feet were your feet, and you could ask them to take you wherever you want to go. This is so, so, so important because victimhood is a real bitch. It's a real bitch. It undercuts you. It cuts you off the knees. It makes you feel like there's no hope. There's nothing you can possibly do. It disempowers you automatically. Now, you're a grown-up. And if you want to go left in life as opposed to right, even if everybody else is going right or everyone is telling you you should go right or... You know, everyone's expecting you to go right. They're your feet. Which direction would you like to go? And there is simultaneously an invitation in the adult world to give yourself permission to go where you want and a responsibility. Wherever you go, there will be consequences. It's possible that your family might be upset if you don't go to have dinner with them for Christmas. So what is more important to you, right? This is where the beginnings of self-awareness, of self-growth, or perhaps not the beginning, perhaps very advanced, right? Elements of self-growth begin to come in. Who are you really? What is your relationship to have-tos? Oh, well, everybody has to do things. Do they? Whatever you tell me you think everybody has to do, I can probably show you a person who doesn't do it. 
you know, short of the extreme basic needs like breathing and eating. Although even those things, there are some more flexibility than we might imagine. But in general, you know, well, everyone needs to pay their taxes. Not necessarily. Lots of people don't pay their taxes. There are consequences to not paying your taxes. So you need to choose. How much do you want to not pay your taxes? Is it enough that you're willing to risk being caught and maybe going to jail? Some people do, right? It's important to look at this. It may seem kind of like a silly argument, but it's only silly from a human perspective. Your choices are your own. Who do you want to be? There's a huge wave around the holidays of doing things that you think you have to do. And as a result, people get depressed because they're not allowing themselves their real feelings. Okay, depression comes from a depressing of emotions, not letting yourself feel and express what is authentic in you. I spent many years being very depressed. I was on medication when I was in my late teens and early 20s. Thankfully, I found this work that I teach here right around hmm, a couple of years later, I suppose, after I started the medication. And I began to solve the underlying cause. And gradually, as I solved that, I no longer needed the medication. But it was very helpful for the period of time that I needed it because I couldn't get my shit together enough to even address the underlying cause. And so as I did... I began to see how much I didn't even realize I was repressing my emotions, but I absolutely was because in my household, for many reasons, they weren't safe. In fact, there was a period of about 13 years where I pretty much never got angry. And then I started this work and I learned about underlying anger. And I remember a teacher saying, every human has the capacity to kill. And I was so deep in my love defense, in my like, oh no, I'm too nice. And I was like, that's not me. I don't. I'm the one exception to that rule. <laughs> and through work, through peeling back, albeit some seriously strong layers, I peeled back and I peeled back and sure as shit, I found that place. Ooh, yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. I found in me this rage that had been boiling under the surface. And I had no idea. I had depressed it. And as a result, I'd become deeply depressed and suicidal. And so there's a real value. You know, this stuff has value, you guys, in expressing your emotions. We're not playing hippies here. Where we're like, oh, just feel your feelings. I say that kind of mockingly, but like, they're right. <laughs> right? The sort of old guard way of viewing things is like, oh, you know, feeling, that's fluffy stuff. Those are for snowflakes. Well, it depends how evolved you are. If you're working at a very primitive level, then sure. You know, you don't need to feel them. There's other things, survival, getting shit done, that's perhaps more important. As your basic needs are taken care of, which generally in the West is the case, then we begin to evolve more on other levels, right? There's a Maslow created a hierarchy of needs, famous in the psychology world, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And what it basically said is that as your basic needs are taken care of, you can address needs that are a little bit more, let's say, sophisticated, right? After physical needs, you know, shelter and food, you can focus on the psychological. 
you know, on the emotional and eventually on the spiritual and on the consciousness level. And the very highest is the consciousness and spiritual level, which makes sense, right? If I'm like talking to you about, okay, you feel like you're oneness with life and you're unable to feed yourself, that's pretty fucking hard to do. Not impossible, but very hard to do, right? And so as you tune in to really letting yourself elevate, giving yourself permission to express your feelings and authentically feel what you feel, including maybe I don't fucking want to do Christmas this year. You're giving yourself permission to be authentic. You must do that. That cannot be done by someone else. Well, giving permission actually can. Oftentimes when clients will sit with me in a coaching session, there's a way in which, you know, I have no agenda for them, right? They come to me in order to solve a problem and my intention is to help them, but I have no expectation. I don't need them to go somewhere because if I have a personal need for them to be some way other than they are, then it automatically creates pressure in the relationship and their results suffer. And so I show up in a space of pure complete acceptance. And something very interesting happens when you're in contact with someone who is in a space of complete acceptance. And that is that it gives you permission to be exactly who you are. When men come to me to help with their relationships and they go, oh, you know, I just get really jealous. I'm not sitting there in a space of, wow, you really shouldn't be jealous. They are probably sitting there in a space of, I shouldn't be jealous, but I am not because I see the larger picture of how they are growing through their experience of jealousy. It's hurting them. It's maybe losing them relationships or causing divorces and just costing them millions of dollars. I mean, I get that it's a fucking issue from their perspective. From mine, I see the overall growth. I see the value of going through this experience that they're going through. And as I hold that space, they can see it in a different light. And it stops the self-punishment, which is, I shouldn't be jealous. What's the fucking point of that? Now you're punishing yourself. You're arguing with reality because the fact of the matter is you are jealous, right? So to tell yourself that you shouldn't be, you're arguing with reality, which is creating more suffering rather than a state of, honestly, self-forgiveness, self-acceptance, compassion oh shit, I'm really struggling with jealousy. I must have something really serious going on in my inner world that needs to be adjusted. And from that perspective, change can happen. When you're punishing yourself for what is, then it creates yet another layer that you have to peel away before you can get to the core of the issue. So giving yourself permission doesn't mean just like keep being jealous and blaming the ladies, right? You're pushing them away. If you're struggling in relationships and people keep leaving you, you are pushing them away. Own that. You don't know how, most likely. You don't mean to, certainly. But you are. So own that. And from that place, there's a very powerful shift. You are invited to a very powerful shift. Oh, well, I keep pushing people away because I keep leaving. I don't know why. I wonder what that pattern is about and see how, again, we're back to complete self-responsibility. You're owning your life experience. You 
are not a victim. You don't have to be a victim, and you don't get to be a victim. It's not fucking real. You can pretend it is, and the extent to which you do is the extent to which you will not be able to solve your life's problems. Period. Finished. Done. This is how the human system works. You can show up and jump in with both feet, and that's scary as shit, and I have a lot of sympathy for it. I get it. I have been there thousands, thousands of times, and I have taken other people through the process thousands of times. It is the only way. Now, obviously, fixing your problems through me is not the only way, but going through the underlying problem is, in fact, the only way. There's lots of methods to do that. I like mine because it's direct and accelerated. It takes you all the way through. You know, it doesn't need to take years of therapy. In fact, I have a a little four-week course, a taster for people to try working with me. And even in that four-week course, just a little online course and weekly coaching with me, the amount of shift and transformation is extraordinary. Simply because you're being shown how you work. Right? I'm sitting here telling you that you're creating what you're creating in your relationships and everywhere else, but we focus here on relationships, right? But you don't realize how you are. That's the only problem, right? On this podcast before, I've referred to it as not having your owner's manual, right? You are creating what you want, but it doesn't matter because you don't realize how. That is the shift that needs to take place. You must see, you must consciously observe, experience, oh, shit. That's what's pushing them away. And in that beautiful, magical moment, and it is, reality changes. Right? Because reality is something you are co-creating. And as you see in a different way, the way you show up changes. Which means the way you co-create changes. Which means what you experience right? You're shifting your relationship with reality and your experience of reality is co-created between you and reality, right? And so as you change, it shifts the entire dynamic. This is why oftentimes people who are in relationships that they're struggling with will come to me, but sometimes only one person will come and they'll say, how can I fix my relationship with my wife or my girlfriend if she won't come and see you? And I go, don't worry about it. Because every distorted or aligned dynamic takes two people. So whatever distorted dynamic you're in with your partner or with other women, if you're single and you have a pattern that keeps recreating in your life, as you shift your part in it, right? Because you're both creating this. So as you shift your part, the whole dynamic must change. The game you're playing only works because you're playing it. And even more, because you're playing it in exactly the way that you are. If you are not, if you stop, if you change, if you decide to play a different way or not to play at all, she can't play by herself. And so the whole dynamic changes. This is true in every area of life. 
right? Everything we teach here is about realities, about your entire life. But I love relationships. Relationships are my superpower. I can help someone fix their relationship as quickly as they are willing to fix it. I'm realizing that. Connection, human connection, facilitating it, clarifying it, clearing it, cleansing it, elevating it. This is a great purpose of mine in life. And I'm so, so honored to be able to help others to really elevate their relationships. And the way we do that is by fixing your fucking relationship with yourself because it all starts there. This is the great illusion. It looks like everything that is happening that's making you unhappy is coming from outside and not one thing is. It is all created within. So the invitation then becomes, are you willing to go deep enough to see the part of you that is creating on that level? That is the challenge and the invitation and the opportunity and the gift. My life has completely changed because I kept going deeper and deeper and deeper. I have seen my capacity and the capacity of others to create in this world. It is massive, unlimited, really. And so in this way, we begin to shift into a way of being that is more accurate, it's more real, it's authentic, it's fulfilling, because it's real, right? Even if you're fighting, to fight about what is real is a very different experience than to fight about some bullshit, either talking about in this moment and on this plane, in this point in time, things that don't really matter, right? Like you're angry about X, but you're fighting about Y. But even so, when you're angry about X, it's almost never about X, right? When two adults fight, 99.9 times out of 100, it's about something else. Because otherwise, it wouldn't trigger you. It wouldn't elicit this powerful, angry response in you. The powerful anger is a trigger. It's a fear response because something your partner did or said or some circumstance in the present moment reminded you of something that happened when you were very young, very vulnerable. And you thought your life was threatened and it sticks there. It freezes and you've brought it into your adult life. It's still there somewhere in your human system. And when your partner happens to do something that touches it, you react as if your life is being threatened. That's when you're fighting, yelling, being angry. If what your partner had done was just something that you didn't prefer, but without the massive emotional charge that always indicates a trigger, by the way, always. If they do something you don't prefer, but there is no trigger behind, you'll simply have a conversation. Hey, could we not do this? Hey, would you mind not doing that? There's no charge. There's no emotional drama behind it. The emotional drama is from the past. It is not 
caused by anything in the here and now. It is showing up in the here and now. But your partner did not make you feel that way. Even when it looks like they did. So when you feel this, when you notice that you want to argue or you want to fight or you get incredibly angry, I want you to stop your life. I want you to say, I'll be back in a few minutes. Don't engage. Don't throw it at somebody else. It's not hers. Go away by yourself and either take a tennis racket. Okay, I have a really powerful anger exercise. Take a tennis racket and you hit something that's right about hip height in front of you, whether it's a bed or pillows, but something that won't move, right? So that you can really focus. Keep your eyes open, a little bend in the knee, both hands on the tennis racket, and you go straight up and down, not over one shoulder. All of these instructions must be obeyed for this to work properly. But if you do do them, it will release deep inner anger. And if you do it enough, you will run through all of it and it simply will not be there anymore. I have done this and I've done it with many clients. So take some time, express your anger, either hit with a tennis racket, scream into a pillow, whatever you need to do. And feel the feelings that are coming up in you. Can you see how this process is owning your response? Oh, I'm so angry. I, I am so angry, right? We projected onto you. You made me so angry. No, she didn't. She's got her piece and she's probably triggered too by this point and she needs to do the same thing. But your only responsibility is you. It's not your job to fix her. Ladies, it's not your job to fix him. I know how much you love to. Not your job. And honestly, it's not really your right. Okay, both genders, when you try to fix your partner, you demean them. You indicate there's something wrong with them. You deflect responsibility. You're, and it leads to this entire dynamic, which infanticizes the person that you are trying to be with in an empowered and adult and mature partnership. Own your shit. Go into the other room, express your feelings. Here we are, back to the importance of expressing them. Don't push them away or it's because you can't understand them. Sometimes people do that. It's like, I have no reason to be angry, so I just won't. Girl, those are two separate levels, okay? The mental level is logical. Just because the mental level can't understand the emotional does not mean the emotional is not valid. The emotional is valid simply because you are angry. That is very sacred. Don't mess with that. Go have your anger. That's yours. Stay there in an empowered way. Okay? Let the reaction come through. Then do the breathing exercise that I have on YouTube. Okay? Breathe down into your body. Observe your breath. Find the place that is incredibly upset. Let it speak. What does it want to say? Not what do you think it would say. Listen. As if another person were speaking. Listen as if you didn't know what it was going to say. This is you giving yourself space. Not shutting it down because your mind doesn't get it. But honoring what is true and real, which is, I'm angry. 
and upset and hurt and maybe scared or whatever. Okay? Be there with that part of yourself. You'll see when you work through the breathing exercise video on YouTube. It's just called the breathing exercise on my YouTube channel. Go through that. And then you'll ask it what it needs, this place in you. It was freaking out. It was scared. It was panicking. Something about this situation felt life-threatening. Remember, these pieces are young. This has nothing to do with your life actually being threatened. And in this way, you honor yourself. You give yourself permission to be you. And when it tells you what it needs, do your best to give it that. This whole process takes maybe five or ten minutes. Do this every time you guys begin to fight and your relationship will change very, very quickly. This is gold. Do it. And so in this way, whether you're fighting with your partner or you're telling yourself in your head that you need to do things around Christmas, give yourself permission to be real. Just try it. You can always go back to not being real. You know that at least works, even if you're not happy. And it can be scary to try. But this is my invitation to you. As we move into a beautiful, fresh, clean new year, the invitation is here to be real, to be authentic, to simply be you. Let this be the year you give yourself permission to be yourself. Happy New Year. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Domini Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.